How you going, everyone? Welcome to the Making Bank podcast. Um, here tonight with my fellow um, partner in crime, Luca Bernay, where we talk about entrepreneurial ideas and the steps we're taking to hopefully make some bank in the future, right? That's right. We're here to make bank. We want to eventually be making bank making, in some way or another. Making bank that uh, isn't aligned with our values. That's right. Got to stick to our values. Very important. Keep integrity. That's right. All that stuff. Hopefully make the world a better place while we're at it, right? That is the goal. That's right. So, I hope everyone's good today. Um, how you going, man? Um, good week so far? Good week. I uh, You unzipped your jacket and I just needed to comment on that really nice sweater. I really like it. It's good, eh? Yeah. yeah I might one for a while. See if I can borrow it off you one time. It's th- this purple. It's um, so for you guys. This is um, a nudie jeans purple knit that Luke is commenting on. That's a corker. Really nice. Mm. It looks brown from here, but it's uh, a nice shade of purple. I like yeah, it. Purple. Um, it's probably yeah, purple, isn't it? Not even a maroon or a burgundy or anything. No, it's a it's a deep purple. Yeah, it's cool. Goes good with this jacket. Which happens like to also be a nudie jeans jacket. So and my jeans actually happens to be nudie jeans. <laughs> You're a nudie billboard. There's times where I don't wear nudie jeans stuff. I got a big W t shirt on. So big W plain. Really? Nice, can't tell. They do good plain shirts at Big W. Really? Four dollars okay. fifty. Nice. You want plain blacks and whites. It's a fucking entrepreneur's dream. <laughs> I was gonna <clears throat> I couldn't drop on a fifty dollar, eighty dollar nudie shirt. So. Well, I mean, when you're wearing a sweater, who's going to see it, you know? Yeah, but, you know, it does get hot, and, you know, I've got to take this sweater off sometimes, so. Sometimes you need everyone to know how sexy you are on the inside. You can take it off. Yes, yes. All right, man. Um, so we're going we're gonna to try and structure this and ask a few questions. Um, on, the, on the list, on the docket, should I say. Um... So, have you got any recent observations relating to business and entrepreneurship and the approach to it since our last chat? Uh, Yeah, so when you asked the question, I guess the first thing that popped into my head was, uh, I think it's Alex Homozi, a video that I saw of him, and it's talking about um, how to, you know, if you want to provide uh, knowledge or if you want to provide value to your to your fans or not fans but to listeners or people who are interested in your work is and he talks about providing content for free so all the knowledge that you have give it away for free and then if you were going to um, you know the money is not made by giving the content but it's actually by giving people assistance in what they're doing and how they're implementing things and providing feedback. That's mm. where you'd have that sort of... And that kind of build up some trust as well, yeah, you know, giving out as much free content as possible. And um, yeah, yeah, and I guess it also, you know, leads to having those conversations. A lot of people start with one-on-one consultations. You know, people like Rich Cooper, who says, you know, like he's doing a lot of one-on-one talks. Um, and now he still does one-on-one, but his time you know he's 
he says himself that it's quite expensive for, to to book an hour with mm. him. You know, but he gives a lot of free content on YouTube. So he does. Yeah, that's um, the way he kind of builds some trust and yeah helps people out along the way. It doesn't always have to be free. You know, like people are making pretty good content and putting them in books and providing those books at quite low low fees. Um, so anyone can access them, you know, or most people can access them and sort of build, you know, start from somewhere or start somewhere and build up on their knowledge base. But um, Yeah, and then you can offer something else that um, you, you might get paid for if people choose to pay you. It adds yeah. some value. So. Um, and, you yeah, know, right. Alex Amosi talks about people offer him money for his time but he simply just doesn't want to do it because there's other things that he wants to do um, or that he finds more valuable with his time. So by providing that free content, it gives people the opportunity to get their knowledge base and their experience to a certain level where you can start having the types of conversations that you're interested in having. Yeah, okay. So rather than... So he wants his, wants his people to um, get to a certain level before, you know... I don't know to make more efficient use of time maybe or something like that yeah i'm not sure if it's necessarily that he's doing it consciously maybe he is maybe he isn't but i think it's more you know they tend to get a lot of basic questions that people can could probably figure out for themselves by listening to their content yeah rather than asking simple questions that they you know are just for them would be quite basic but a new listener or someone who's just new to their in or their their ideas or the knowledge that they share they might be the per, the new person listening might just be asking very basic questions that they've already covered a hundred times in any of their previous content which you could easily just find on youtube or instagram or whatever so yeah. i guess Sounds providing like free content gets gives the opportunity for the listener to raise their knowledge to your level and then you can start having more in-depth conversations or more valuable conversations yeah absolutely um, it's kind of like a filtering process as well, I guess. Like, um, so he knows that um, the people are going to be interested in this, in what he can offer and everything and, um, on the same level and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing about YouTube, eh? And um, more video sharing platforms in general. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you make shoes for a living, you don't want to be getting, having one-on-one chats with people and, them asking you how to tie shoelaces like you can probably just find that out for yourself but if you want to know how the shoes made then that's a conversation that you could probably have or how do you distribute shoes all over the world that could be a conversation you know yeah that could be a different level but something basic people could probably figure out for themselves so providing free content is a good way to reach out to people get them to know who you are but also get them to raise their level of knowledge where you can have more absolutely uh, meaningful conversations it's probably a lot easier these days as well with um, social media to do that and really not um, cost prohibitive like yeah start a YouTube channel for free Instagram and all that it's, um, it's huge now yeah so yeah. What, yeah. yeah so what's Alex Hormozy um, what's, what's his thing I don't, I don't, really, I don't know him actually. Uh, so I think he's big, sort of in the advertising space. I don't really know too much about him either. It's just some kind. He has of, a YouTube channel though. Yeah, I think he's sort of across most platforms. Um, yeah. 
I think he's advertising. very successful in advertising. He has his own businesses. I think he's got um, a few businesses where he's only working with people who have businesses that are making, I don't know, th- over three million in profit. Um, he sort of doesn't work with anyone that's making under that amount, probably for those reasons where he's, you know, working with people that are already at that, a certain level and you can take them to the next level. Yeah, yeah right. Um, so I think that's kind of his thing, but he gives away a lot of free information. It's not just on business, it's, you know, personal stuff, personal development. Life skills, yeah. Yeah, sort of how to sort of get people thinking more of an entrepreneurial way rather than small scale stuff. Awesome, man. So that's but yeah, I'm still pretty new to him as well, so yeah, that's... But that's just, something that's entered your kind of orbit, his his kind of ideas and everything. Yeah, recently, and find it real valuable. So yeah, definitely worth looking into uh, if people haven't already. Yeah, so, yeah. what? Um, it's cool, man. You got any observations that you've picked up recently? Um, in terms of yes, similar like to you, I guess YouTube content and stuff. Um. Uh, someone I've been following is Brett Dev. He's, um, an English guy, expat living in Thailand. And, um, he's been there for about seven years or whatever. And, um, relevant cause, um, that's where I'm, I'm hoping to, um, spend some time and hopefully live, live there for quite a while and get things going on my journey. Um, so he's pretty much laid out the blueprint for what I want to do really. Um, like he's, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. What, what, yeah, what he's doing is good for him. I want to kind of add something else as well, but he's doing like a, like a very specific sales funnel, digital marketing sort of business, freelancing business, which is, um, apparently pretty high demand now. And, um, you know, it's pretty much just decking out, people's websites and structuring it so you know you get that email sales funnel and everything um but yeah i've been kind of like mostly aware of it being kind of absorbing that sort of content recently lots of thailand apartment videos and stuff <laughs> um business wise um yeah um yeah like i guess so I don't really want to do, you know, brick and mortar or working for someone nine to five. So my, you know, say observations, I'm, I'm more like, um, like consolidating my thoughts that like independent, um, you know, location, independent lifestyle is the way to go. And, um, so I just, I just keep going down, hard down that path. Um, yeah, and I also kind of um, opened myself up to an options trading course, <laughs> which we can talk about in a bit as well. But um, yeah, so that's, uh, I mean, you know, I've I learned about the stock market and everything and went pretty hard into economics and macroeconomics and finance and everything. But um, yeah, stock trading is very different um to options trading so options you know this it's kind of a lot less risk um 
the way that this guy does it. Um, Henry, his name is. It's uh, Invest with Henry, his YouTube channel. So um, bought that course, and that could bring in a little bit of um, side income. Like getting into um, doing some trading, which yeah, I've I've been skirting with like flirting with the idea of for a while. Um, what is yeah. um besides traditional investments, like you know, because like stock trading is high, pretty high risk. So this is a different way to do it, which um, seems a lot better, less lot risk. You What's know, um front money and risk, to my knowledge anyway. I'm a beginner, so. What does uh, Henry have in terms of perspective that you liked, as opposed to? other people out there who might be doing the same thing um perspective well i mean what is what's what what did you like about him that yeah yeah basically um i found him through um caleb jones so caleb jones is um he's a bit of a um owns multiple businesses he's got yeah, like a whole YouTube channel courses and everything. So, yeah, like I I trust Caleb Jones. So um, he did he did this webinar with um with Henry. And yeah, he's just you know down to earth guy. You know, started off broke, and um, but his he yeah I just you know I guess just trusted his trusted the spiel his pitch. Um, he was. Yeah, he's more um he like he generally just his thing about doing this is, is about wanting to like help people out, you know, help, you know, fellow guys out especially uh specifically to um just better their lives. And um I guess that just yeah, he just done it in a bit of a genuine way and um he's fully transparent with all his you know, his figures and everything and um uh, yeah, his, um, his general, um, way he does it. Is so. it, uh, something that you can start, you know, you said that he started from broke. So is this something that you would need to invest some money in to start or can you start from broke as well? Yeah, you can pretty much start from broke. And when I mean broke, like two grand or whatever. Um, so, so, so not entirely broke. <laughs> That's pretty but. broke these days. I mean, if you only have two grand, you're pretty broke. <laughs> It's, uh, Rent's 1500 a month in this place. Yeah. And that's like low end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it's like, you know, options are like, um, you know, I don't, I don't know heaps about it, but, you know, I generally know puts and calls and stuff. It's generally, you know, buying a, buying a contract or security to, um, you know, purchase something at a, a certain price when the prices have changed and everything. It's, so, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, I've heard, um, you know, I follow a lot of macro guys and um, they seem to get onto that as a bit of a, a trading strategy. Um, yeah, um, just the success rate and risk is higher and the risk is a lot lower than trading stocks or whatever. And yeah, just be good to learn because, you know, in learning about the financial system, um still pretty in the dark about options and everything um you know puts and calls and all that stocks and all that pretty straightforward 
um, and all that, all the other aspects. So, yeah. Um, I guess that ties in pretty nicely to the next question, which is, uh, <laughs> have you made any progress in the current courses you're a part of or have you joined any new courses? <laughs> um, yeah, myself. So this one I've just talked about and yeah, I got uh, Brett Dev's course which is um yeah digital marketing marketing course and I'm doing this yeah just just to um just base myself location independent work online hopefully so um the progress um yeah I did last weekend I work full time so I smashed out quite a lot Brett's course on um Sunday it's good it's really good um I was trying to do henry's course today but i ended up uh working on this podcast in the morning took up took up a lot of time we talked about how i can make that more efficient by using the old audio editing program i'm familiar with which is pro tools and um not use logic which is still my head in (laughs) so um yeah and i've never bought courses before i've only bought a stock course like 2019 i think it was just you know basic stocks course um which is good that was the first course i ever bought um but yeah now i'm just getting into it kind of seeing more value in it to be honest um yeah this last course was a bit more expensive the most expensive course i paid for but nothing nothing crazy um so yeah, just um, would love more time to, love not to be working full time so I could smash it out, but got to pay the bills, don't we, mate? That's it. Got to pay those bills. Well, that's <laughs> um, that's good. I guess we were talking about, you know, you were saying that you kind of felt a bit bad because you'd signed up for a, another <laughs> yeah. course when you've already got one on the go. But. Yeah, it's like <clears> I'm cheating <throat> on the other course, che- cheating on um, old Brett, but... um. They tie in, you know, the more you learn, like when you go into any business or if you're doing anything in life, you're bringing all the knowledge and experience that you've got that you've acquired over your lifetime. So if you do one course and you start another one, they might both interlink somewhere or you can use one into the other. So, yep, it's just a time thing. Yeah, I'll smash it out. It'll be fine. But, um, yeah, it'll work out. Yeah, cool, man. Um, how about yourself? Well, yeah, I, uh, I'm sort of... <laughs> Any <laughs> the, new courses I'm in progress? I'm just buying courses <laughs> left, right and center. <laughs> um, but I went to a, a free seminar. It was the Iconic Speaker Seminar, um, which was here in Melbourne down at Crown Promenade uh, on Wednesday. And yep. that was... Um, what was his name again? Uh, it was Ethan Donati and Sherry Eilertson. Uh, um, so I think she was voted um, most uh, influential, most iconic speaker of 2022 yeah, right. uh, in the Never world. Heard of her. Yeah, okay. yeah. And, uh, and I guess that's kind of what they talk about. You know, Ethan was talking about the fact that Nobody knows him. Nobody knows anything about him. Um, but, you know, he's organized the 
I first heard about, about him because he organized the David Goggins event uh, here in Melbourne, I think in Australia. So brought David Goggins down to Australia and yet yeah, he was talking about the fact that how nobody knows who he is and yet he's organized these events. I think he says, or he, he is um, organizing the Gary Vanderchuk coming mm. to Australia. Um, but yeah, it doesn't really matter. Like he just talks about, you don't really need a social fault, you know, social presence um, or social clout or anything like that to um, to be able to make a, an income and being able to be a, a speaker and talk about things and share knowledge mm-hmm. and make a, you know, very decent income and uh, from doing that. So you know, talk about being a platform speaker and a keynote speaker. Um, platform speaker, I guess the goal is that you're, the idea is to sell something like a service or a product or, or whatever it may be. Uh, and a keynote speaker is someone who's invited to speak on a panel or a seminar uh, and share knowledge. So yeah, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, so they've got a three-day um, iconic speaker seminar uh, that's happening in Brisbane, Sydney and Melbourne. Yep. Um, so I signed up for that. Uh, I'll probably try and get to go to the Sydney one because that's in in May um, if I wait till for the Melbourne one it's in September so it'd be good to get that get that knowledge sooner rather than later so I can try and implement it absolutely do a sneaky trick up trip up to Sydney and um yeah enjoy yourself (laughs) yeah and uh it's great because you can bring someone along with you like a, a plus one so um yeah it's uh that's a good deal you yeah. turn me down, which is fine. Yeah, unfortunately, I got well. I got to do my courses, man. <laughs> yeah, no hard feelings. Um, got to um, focus on a few things at a time. Yeah, that's okay. Well, um, thanks for the offer. Uh, got someone else in mind, so let's see what they have to say. Yeah, yeah. they're interested, but yeah, that's um, that's a new course, and then I'm just doing all all the other ones that I've been doing. Um, I did sign up for. Uh, I was doing another one, which was more related to the horse horse riding stuff um, that I've been doing. Uh, right. it's one called. Um, actually, I don't know the lady's name, but it's called Featherlight Horsemanship. Yeah, cool. I don't think you've talked to me about that one. No, I haven't. It's. Um, oh, I suppose been doing my uh, horse riding stuff with Dan. Uh, Dan Chipperfield down at uh, Mosquito Creek Ranch. Yep, you've been doing lessons for a while, yeah. Lock. Um, Six months or something, yeah? Yeah, for a, a little while now. And, you know, I don't always get the opportunity to go down and see him. Um, sort it's of an hour and a half, yeah. hour and a half there, hour and a half back. So, and uh, he's a busy guy as well doing his thing. Um, so sometimes it's a bit hard to coordinate, but found that, you know, um, the online course that I'm doing is really good because ties in with um what i want to do which is so it's all online the horsemanship yeah cool. the featherlight horsemanship so online um and it just means that i can learn stuff when i'm at home um and then i can take that and sort of you know bring, share that with yeah, dan and instead then instead of like um potentially wasting time on you know while you're there talking about you know theoretical stuff or whatever yeah well i mean He'll well, have yeah. his own way of teaching, but yeah, it yeah. sort of allows me to continue on rather than having that staggered like gap 
you know, and then having to restart from scratch every time I go see him is something I can sort of work on in the meantime, which is which is really good. Yep. Um, and there's all you know videos and stuff in there, which is really good. So sounds interesting. Yeah, it sounds uh, like a fun one. It is. It's it's fascinating because it's you know it's a lot about communicating. You know, uh, with all these courses that I'm doing, it's um, you get the skill, and then you get sort of the life lessons that come with it which is really what I'm loving about all these things, you know, sailing, horse riding, archery, business, like everything, sales, like it's all psychology, it's practical skills, it's life lessons, learnings, you know, it's like, it's, it's really good. Um, but yeah, I guess with the horse, you know, the horse riding stuff, it's how, it's a lot about intention. So having intention with things that you want to do, directing someone directing the horse where do you want it to go what do you want it to do it obviously doesn't understand what you want if you're teaching a horse that hasn't been taught anything teaching it how to follow your lead teaching it how to walk around in a circle then how to run in a circle then to change direction then to you know do all these different things that it doesn't know how to do and you're watching it like the videos are great because you're watching this horse try and understand <laughs> what this lady is trying to get it to do. Yeah. And it's... Because uh, usually you'd be on the horse and you, you, can't, well, you can't see I mean, the horse. There might be a wild horse, you know, that's never interacted with a human being. So it's really about what your intention is, having clear intentions and then being able to uh, communicate with an animal that you can't speak to, you know. So how do you let it know when it's not doing what you want, right? So how do you know that it, and it's about teaching the horse that it's okay to try and figure things out for itself. But when it's not doing what you want, it's also about communicating that I know we don't want to go here in a way that isn't telling the horse that it's wrong, but just redirecting it. And it's a, it's a, it's a fascinating thing because you know then it shows it's how delicate much, balance it sounds like yeah well it just shows that how much you can use body language to communicate things with people because then you can use that in business and it's how are you presenting yourself when you're if you have to deal with a staff member or if you have to deal with a client or if you have to deal with friends or family what is your body language saying as opposed to what you're saying verbally. Mm, yeah so it translates into other aspects of your life yeah. absolutely yeah it's um it's fascinating um that sounds like a fun one man like i'd love to learn to ride a horse one day um i'll put it on the list you're doing yeah. it man you're making it happen yeah no i think it ties in with that book that you i can't remember the title of the book um it's money in nature i can't remember uh, the natural order of money by roy seabag yeah um i haven't read it but um, I understand some of the premises in it. There was a good interview with him and um, Jordan Peterson, actually, talking about that book. So um, I watched that. But, um, it was how money is tied to nature, right? Or what was the... Yeah, pretty much at the end of the day, how um, yeah, m money comes back to a natural order through... Um, you know, exchange, commodities and everything. Um, yeah, generally. Um, yeah, I can't remember 
exactly the other aspects of it, but I mean, yeah. But yeah, that's, I mean, all these things, you know, riding horses involves nature and I guess they've always been a part of our history for a lot of, you know, yeah, I mean, more time you, than you could do direct, not. direct exchange, trade some horseshoes, trade some horses for some, um, you know, some bullets, some, uh, <laughs> some feed, some goat milk. Yeah. That's, um, well, that's money really, I guess it's, um, anything can be used as money. It just needs to have intrinsic value. Cigarettes. Um, yeah. Otherwise it's a currency like you, like your $50 pineapple in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have a good pineapple. Sweet, man. Any other, uh courses you're currently doing uh courses i'm currently doing uh there's the the aaron tansoni course the deal mastery oh, that's course still ongoing yeah. yeah they're all ongoing um yeah right sailing haven't been sailing for a while um so it would be good to get back into that yeah you still have lessons with that isn't it? yeah, yeah. been yeah. doing a bit of dancing yeah trying to keep keep improving with my uh Blue suede shoes. Actually, I need to get some blue suede shoes. Yep. It's not really a course, is it? But it's... it's well, the beauty of the all of these things, <laughs> you know, all of my instructors have said that, have said the same thing. Is it's a lifelong apprenticeship. Mm. So whether it's business, horse riding, sailing, anything, it's, you're always learning, which is great. Because as long as you don't give up, you can make progress. That's it. I guess, you know, that the hot, like dancing might be seen as a hobby, but, you know, it could turn into um, some business in the future, you know, could tie into something. So, yeah, well, um, I mean, there's plenty of, uh, plenty of, you know, concerts and celebrities, music videos, all kinds of things mm-hmm. um, that involve dance, health, you know, people do yeah. it for health reasons. And it's cool, man. It's, it's cool to see you. Um, getting into these things you're, um go explore them you're finding your um you're finding your niche finding your passions hopefully yeah <laughs> um and then health stuff like working with uh working with ellie natural doctor is is pretty interesting like philosophy religion health science medicine it's all um yep. all pretty interesting stuff as well she, she takes like a kind of a holistic approach. Like uh, a, he does, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's um, lifestyle and everything, and I think it's philosophy. Yeah, just talking about. I mean, today we talked about emotional intelligence. I mean, we do most sessions, but making sure that you're able to control your emotions, and if you can control them, you pretty much control your environment yep and cool so he's getting into that yeah, yeah so it's uh it's not just um, what you're putting in your body well no it's not just what you're putting in your body but it's also how that affects your mind yep um, yeah it's the thoughts as well that you feed your mind um what does he um advertise himself as like naturopath not a naturopath just counselor natu- or natural doctor natural uh, doctor yeah um Cool. Yeah. I love it. It's fascinating stuff. Good stuff, man. So you're coursed up and you're very busy, hey? Coursed up. Um, but yeah, the, the last couple of weeks have just kind of like 
shut down. We've been uh, just like in this sort of restful state, doing the spinal energetic stuff. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> it's not so much a course, but still learning a lot. Um, you give a brief description of that to everyone. <clears throat> uh, if we want to get into it, the uh, <laughs> I guess your, the last just your thirty second sales pitch uh, of what it is, <laughs> not like the personal bit pitch, of it. But, um, I just yeah, the, what it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, um, I guess it's involves breath work. The practitioner, it's, uh, usually laying down, uh, when in the physical sessions, I think Pat, um, who I, Pat's my, uh, my, I'm not sure what to call him. Spinal energetics coach. I'm not sure, but, um, yeah, practitioner, teacher, practitioner, spinal yeah. energetics practitioner, um, yeah, he said that you can still do this over Zoom, that it's quite effective. And I can see how because actually sort of went for a three-hour drive to Beechworth looking for these acorns uh, that I wanted to, to pick up, uh, collect. That's right. And I had like just... We passed there when we went snowboarding, yeah? Yeah. I had like find a, your acorn tree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which I know where it is, but just the last three years, it hasn't dropped any acorns every time i've been there there's none there's acorns on air, like falling off every other oak tree except for this one tree <laughs> yeah, right. so it's um i guess the timing isn't isn't right <laughs> what's the acorn thing again um well i want to collect these uh it's a white oak and i want to get a uh, white oak plantation going yep okay so it's uh i'm trying to collect the acorns from there so i can start planting them yep and how how did that relate to the spinal energetics? Uh, well, uh, yeah, so I drove up there. It's a three-hour drive. So I had a session with Pat on Saturday. Then on Tuesday, I went up there and I had this involuntary, started feeling this pain. It was just like, because it's a release of energy. It's moving energy through throughout the body. And so I started having this involuntary session, I guess. And I just was, while I was driving, was doing this breathing these breathing techniques and I was using the techniques that Pat taught me. Um, I was just kind of having like a solo session while I was in yeah. the car driving. It was, uh, yeah, I suppose getting that energy movement, it was that energy release as well. Um, it was like tears and stuff. <laughs> it was, uh, Cause it's like, I've experienced sort of laughter, tears, but it's not necessarily that you're like crying. So how do you do it yourself? The exercises? Like well, it, like I said, it was involuntary. So it was just kind of like, just felt the need to start this breathing exercise. Yeah. So I just started bringing it in. Obviously, breathing, yeah. body needed to move some energy. And so I was just like, okay, I need to do this. So I just started breathing and doing yeah, the right. exercise and it just started moving. It's just, uh, it's pretty fascinating when you got the energy flowing. It. Yeah. When you sort of see it, you know, crying or laughing as more of an energy moving through the body rather than the actual laughter from joy or crying from sadness. It's more the actual physical movement where you can start to feel this energy moving through your body. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't just move. It's not a, just crying or just laughing. It's you can sometimes you feel like when I'm laying down, you feel this energy moving into your fingers and your fingers start twitching or um your leg starts like kicking up or your body lifts up it's like 
very yeah. very very strange um to feel it yep yep so, so you're kind of just you know manipulate manipulating your body to work out these energy flows through breathing and mo- movements and stuff like that well i'd say it's probably more manipulating the energy rather than the body the energy flows through the body and the body moves as the energy flows through it okay um, redirecting the energy or something like that yeah i think so and it's just coming it's just more moving through the body or leaving the body um so if you imagine yeah right. uh yeah it's sort of hard to explain i've got some videos so i can show you yeah, you got yeah. an idea of, of uh, what's you happening. told me a while ago i've kind of forgot yeah but um with the end goal to try and you know heal what ails you or whatever yeah i guess um like i was saying i've got this this pain yeah, like, you're back and and oh, there's this pain in my groin that I've had for like six years. It's just like on the side near my hip. Yeah, right. I don't know if it's necessarily groin, but just in there in that area, um, and it just hasn't gone away. I've just tried stretching and Damn. this and that, but it's just. I think this is so you, this is your working. knee, your groin, your back. Yeah. <laughs> what else is screwed up? Uh, <laughs> got my forearms. It's um, oh yeah, you got tight forearms, <laughs> tight muscles. But it's it's cool because. You know, everything that's going wrong, <laughs> I'm sort of like learning about why, what's happening to my body, what's happening to my mind, and slowly working out how to fix these things. Yep. Or how to address these issues, whatever needs to be addressed. Yep. Um, so I think it's for me to, you know, my whole thing about this as the first course that I did was this digital advertising course with uh, Iman Gadji. It was the agency navigator course. And uh, I guess what sparked it all was one of his quotes, uh, which is, you know, people think that they have a business problem, but it's really a personal problem that's manifesting in their business. Yeah. And that just stuck with me. And I was like, okay, if I want to do this, I'm going to have to change my thought processes i need yeah. to let go of old shit that i'm holding on to i need to change my mind and like i need to change how i think yep realign your kind of mental focus or whatever yeah yeah so because i know that i can't be successful in what i want to achieve if i've got Slip this old mindset ways. exactly so everything needs to change so actually all of this shit that's coming up all of my physical injuries and everything you know like ellie says everything every physical manifestations of <laughs> well yeah you know i was saying today ellie was saying that uh all of people's problems come from their emotions negative emotions to address those emotions you know talk about chinese medicine those emotions are related to specific organs if there's a deficiency or if there's something not working correctly in the body you're more susceptible to these emotions. Mm. So if I've got all these injuries, then these are all emotions that I need to address. Yeah. Very plausible, man. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about all that, but um, yeah, emotions are very powerful. Absolutely manifest physically. So yeah, man. And you, and you feel like you're gaining from all this stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh cool man you're on a journey it's it's a journey <laughs> for sure yeah it's i like a, the stories anyway <laughs> yeah. so man um 
So there are any new skill sets you wish to learn relating to life or business? They could be interrelated. Yeah, well, I guess um, I guess we've covered a fair few of them, uh, what we talked about. You got, you're doing a lot now, but is there any new ones <laughs> that you, you've, you've got on the list? Um, well, I guess I've signed up for the, uh, the three-day Iconic Speaker event. Um, and I've also signed up for so the... So that'll be um, public speaking as a skill and, you know, um, or like um, learning to create a business where speaking is part of it or um, it's a, adding it's, that to an existing business yeah, or something like that. Yeah, I think that. it's about, um, for me, it'll be about grouping what, you know, they're, they're, what they're going to help me with is figure out what I know and then how I can create oh, yeah, a business yeah. where I can provide a service using the information that I know or the knowledge that I have. Yep. Um, so what what skills do I have? What so knowledge you, do I have? And how can I create something and yep. offer that to people? I think that's like a problem with a lot of people like um, that they actually have, actually might have skills that they don't, they don't know people might be interested in to learn about and like um they could create a business out of it or something right yeah it's um, uh they had great examples of people lots of things you, you, you get super niche hey and um and that's the thing you know, you know stamp collecting or whatever you know it could be anything yeah stamp collecting is a great example i was on the tram and i was talking to this lady like a few years ago <laughs> i just randomly started we were just having a conversation we were sitting next to each other she was on her way to a button festival <laughs> like she buys antique buttons, like all different buttons from yeah. from all from different times in history, just different designs, patterns, and apparently there's like a whole festival for people going to buy buttons, yeah. like check yeah, out yeah. buttons. So it's just you and can niche you, down. You might have hard. someone that doesn't like, you know, they might be not be part of a community, and they might, they might just have a button collection, and they'd be like, I know heaps about buttons. Um, am I the only one? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't even know you that know, was a thing. Maybe, maybe this lady has a YouTube channel with fifty thousand subscribers or whatever, or Rumble channel, should I say? <laughs> let's, go to, let's go to Rumble. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It's uh, it's fascinating. Like, there's so much going on in the world, and so many people, you know, have, you know, people have like secret interests, like stuff that they like, mm. like a guilty interest or something, or just something that they just keep to themselves. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, even they, they might keep it to themselves, but they still might be interested in learning about it. So, yeah. so what's one of those secret interests that <laughs> that I have? Yeah. Uh, no, you don't have to say. I was just kind of joking. But kind of you want shibari? I had a I had a one on one shibari. Um, uh, yep. Session on the weekend with um, Micah. Um, yeah. I guess yeah. Do you feel like it's a secret thing? I feel oh, like everyone's, everyone's like tying people up and... Yeah, I mean, it's not, not a secret. I tell everyone about it, <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's not like a secret, but... Um, that, well, something you might um, feel, uh, you know, that kind of... Um, what's the word? I can't find the word. Guilty kind pleasure. Of societal ri- ridicule or whatever, or, you know... I don't know. I, there's nothing that I can doesn't, think of that I, I, I tried it. It doesn't matter anyway. You just do what you want. So. I find that um, for me, 
if I keep secrets that I feel like, if I feel like I'm hiding something, then that eats away at me because I feel like people know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, and I'm hiding it. So I just like get it out and then people kind of just laugh or they are curious or they're interested. So it's just like... Honesty just, is the best way. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not even honesty. It's just like more sharing just to be... So I don't have to think about it, you know? Yeah. Whereas I always used to just keep things in so no one would find out anything about it. And it's just like, then you get this paranoia. Yeah. Was like, oh. You don't want to be ashamed of it. You know, all these people that are um, tying each other up um, in the Shibari thing. It's like, you know, now they're, they're doing courses and shit and maybe they were like, you know, if, it, if they didn't share themselves openly, they'd just be at home, you know, not expressing themselves how they want to. And um, yeah, it's not good, man. Got to get it out there. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> cool, man. All right, business ideas. So, because you want to, yeah, so do you have any new um, business ideas? Well, you want to buy a business, um, hopefully with no money down. And um, ideally, that's kind of seems like your next step. But um, yeah, you got any fresh ideas or anything you're looking at now? Um, I guess it's more thinking of which ideas, uh, which businesses suit me, how they can tie in together, uh, and then how can I change them, change them or not necessarily reinvent them, but how can I modify them to work with the current system and people's like societal mindsets because we're i guess we're in a bit of a mindset shift as a society big Um, vibe shift big vibe shift big vibe shifts um (laughs) so it's you know what are people going to want you know there's like in the Mm. um sherry and ethan were saying could pop up yeah you know new, new economies new types of economies yeah yeah and the example was you know they used ice hockey players as an example. It's, um, or they were using an example of kids running around a field playing soccer. And, you know, when, they, when they're when they like little kids, it's just basically a swarm of kids just following, <laughs> just running after this ball around the field. You know, like they're just, they're just all <laughs> running in a pack and they're just chasing the ball. It's like there's no strategy involved. It's just they're all just running after it, trying to kick it. Yeah. And it's like, okay when then they use ice hockey as an example it's like it's you don't want to be where the puck is you want to be where the puck's puck's going to be yeah and uh so i guess that's the (laughs) business gretzky quote i think Uh, maybe i don't know but it's um that term's used in finance talk a lot macro talk okay yeah that was the first time i heard it but it made sense you know it's like okay this is where businesses are at today how can i modify it as to what I see and it's not not for the sake of being ahead of the game but it's just what's what works and what doesn't work anymore yeah well there'll be a new yeah you know new different types of demand and um uh you know the new new economies that are going to emerge in the next 10 years when um you know considering the macro factors um you know 
uh, debt problems and everything. So um, it's a good good time to like really think about what you want to jump into, I guess. Mm. And um, opportunities could emerge, especially with you know possible big recession. Um, could get stuff on pennies on the dollar. Buying businesses. Mm. Well, we're, we're um, talking about um, it could be new niches, you know, because you know maybe people are going to have a different awareness coming into this next period. You know, maybe more skeptical of, you know, say banks for one thing. You know, if you've gone down already in US, and um, you know, things could, um, you know, probable. Yeah, well, I get, that's um. Yeah, we're talking about the next one, which is, I don't know if you, did you have any, uh, any business ideas? Uh, business ideas, um, not, uh, well, what I'm going to focus on is, um, freelancing. Yeah. As a business. Any new skills? Any new skills? Um, well, I'm going to do this digital marketing course. Um, new skills, not really. I mean, I have some existing skills, I guess. Um, oh, new skills that I want to learn. Yeah. Um, let's see. Just general skills, languages. I want to learn how to play a piano really well. Um, learn how to read music. Um, you can already else? read music. You play guitar. Is it not the same? Yeah, and um, like scales? sight read, like, um, you know, be able to like play in perfect time, read and play. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can, yeah, I can look at music and kind of generally get it, but not like read, like read it and play at the same time. Right. Um, yeah so i'll put the guitar down and yeah i want to do um i would love to play piano good so you're gonna um get more, yourself more a grand up. grand piano in thailand or i would love a grand piano but i don't think it's gonna happen in thailand it's gonna be a few years down the track um you get a keyboard or something well, i mean possibly in thailand rent's rent's cheap there Get a place with a grand piano in it, maybe. Lots of fully furnished apartments and shit, <laughs> or at least an upright. Um, oh, there's lots of things I want to do, man. Um, yeah. Learn languages. What? Uh, which languages are you going to be learning? Thai, I guess. Is that? Yeah, I want to start there. Would like to learn. I wanted to learn Japanese a while ago. Fat didn't didn't pull through with that. Um, so yeah, Japanese was the main language I'd like to learn. I'd like to learn Russian and then I guess Thai. Japanese, Russian and that's enough on my plate, man. That's <laughs> can't learn any more than that. Um I wanna do more photography, do more um learn how to draw and paint and stuff. I mean you know, you can, it's not well. I'd love to um actually try painting as a creative outlet um 
go on and on, man. So. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Skill sets are good. It's just I time, can, and um, you can definitely. I can see you are. I would learn, love to just sit down and learning Japanese and uh, painting like traditional Japanese art, like landscapes and stuff. <laughs> that would be cool. That'd be very cool. I don't know. If, I don't think I'm a natural good at visual art. I mean, though, like in art class in high school, did some art stuff. Japanese anime Six sculpture I think I did um, could I could I draw that well I don't know what kind of drawing what are you what are you talking about uh, it'd just be or painting it'd just be like abstract kind of um, like pure like from me so not like landscapes or anything just yeah, like yeah. okay yeah like kind of abstract um, like paint the can- canvas black or and then it'd just be just be my emotion well <laughs> sorry to hit the mic just be my emotions flowing out onto that page Luca I like it it'd just be pure you know uh, I'm <laughs> I mean, that's what happens with music but like it's just going to be on the page instead of um, in the airwaves well you could um, <laughs> you could make it real Melbourne and just go all black <laughs> just art or just like get a dog shit and that's that's art i like it <laughs> we'll get there i probably won't come to that exhibition but <laughs> <laughs> no nah, it'll be good art if i do art all right I won't, I won't release bad art i believe you <laughs> all right moving on what is your current assessment of the financial markets and any macro macroeconomic cultural or political factors that influence our lives um yeah well this one's probably i don't have a huge amount of input because i don't really i don't have a tv or anything so i don't really know what's going on in the world but i could only say what's your vibe what's your well it's you've sensed the vibe shift so i've seen that um i've seen videos of there going to be a new currency of some sort Uh, i guess that's been talked about for a fair few years now um yeah well on the way uh, so my digital currencies anyways central bank digital currencies my thoughts in Australia will be that uh, once once everyone is a part of the constitution so if you've got you know bringing in indigenous people onto the constitution um, removing which will I would imagine in eventually remove their traditional landholder rights um and then once they're part of the constitution they become part of the commonwealth if there's a referendum they'll no longer have any rights to the land at all neither will anyone else and then basically be free land because a lot of it's crown mm. land so that land will become it's like for they're sale. giving themselves up to the constitution or something that's the way i see it um i've not yeah i've not uh, taken an interest in that and then with the thing. uh with the whole climate change thing, they will think, well, I know that there's being land bought up um, in for reasons of the intention being that buy land and then sit on it 
to allow carbon to be reintroduced as things grow naturally. Uh, and then the I think the carbon credit plan or scheme goes for 25 years. And then at the end of that 25 years, I imagine the people that own this land now or that are buying up this land will then just be able to mine it or build on it or whatever they intend to do with it. Mm. Um, and then you might end up having dual currencies. So depending on which nations end up buying all this land, they'll be able to use their currency, which may become the dominant currency and the people that already live here will not have that currency because they'll be on the old currency and the old currency might be worth half as much or mm. a tenth of it and then people won't be able to fi- afford to buy anything in future. The so. uh, wealth transfers. Kind yeah. Of yeah, especially um, if they reintroduce swap over currencies. And there may be dual currencies and maybe just a slow mm. slow introduction of new one, but that's kind of like I think what I see. Yeah. That's the path I see from everything that I've heard and generally yeah. witnessed over the Big last mac- few years top down macro view yeah yeah i think you're pretty much pretty much um, i mean there's a lot right there's a lot of assumptions there but that's that's how i see it yeah 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 man um yeah that currency thing it's yeah well china's got the digital yuan now and i see probably in australia and the western countries like if they'll introduce the central bank digital currency and it'll probably work alongside our currency now. But then they'll slowly just um, get you to swap over to the to the CBDC. And there's probably going to be a bit of a um, loss of wealth in that process. Um, yeah. So I guess that means like business-wise, you know... Um, what does that mean business-wise? Trying, you know, hard assets. You know, personally, it's like, you know, um, property, precious metals, land. But, yeah, I don't know. How would you think of a business adapting in that environment? I mean, you'd still have your business. you just swap over to the new currency right or like it's whatever they um whatever they force you to pay in taxes you're gonna have to use otherwise they'll put you in jail so if they force you to pay taxes in cbdc i guess you your business will just have to swap over you might spend thousands of dollars in um swapping over systems Uh, yeah i I would see that um once it's in- introduced, the businesses that will first start taking the new currency, you know, there'll be businesses that will start taking the new currency, just like here. Like a lot of people aren't taking cash when you go to a restaurant or something. Mm. You know, we went to the snow. You couldn't use cash anywhere. Mm. There was almost nowhere that you could use cash. So... As soon as this really inconvenient, actually. Yeah. As soon as this sort of, um, I don't know if you want to call it fear or something's introduced, where or you know they might just introduce a um, a scheme where businesses get a 
get a, some sort of bonus um, if they start using new currency and those businesses might swap over entirely to the new currency. Yeah. And then those people like who that. sort of are maybe a little bit rigid and choose not to move over to the new currency. Um, if people don't start making those transitions, they might end up being in this situation where you've got businesses that are only taking the new currency. People only have the old currency, but now to buy anything, you need to use the new currency and the new currency, you know, there might be some sort of stock market crash or whatever where the old currency is now worth, you know, 10 cents to the dollar. And so now people with old currency, it's too late for them to swap over because it's worth nothing, but they don't have any other money. So that now they have to pay, you Mm. know, 10 bucks for a loaf of bread and the other person's paying $1 in the new currency. And then then the Reserve Bank will say, yeah, well, you know, we'll we'll fill up your digital wallet with, you know, thousands of Australian digital dollars and you can use that. (laughs) Yeah. And that, I guess that's probably where that, um, where they probably might introduce that social credit system where they say, look, you can't afford to buy this loaf of bread, but if you do all these things right, then we'll give you some bonus cash and you can use that to then buy the... We will give you some new currency and you can use that. Yeah, yep. <coughs> it's, um, it'll be very interesting, that's for sure. There's a lot of um, moral hazard involved with that. Losing um, independent monies, currency, outside of the um, you know, the, gov- uh, the government system. So yeah, that's a whole kettle of fish. We could take. We could, we'll talk about this in future podcasts. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like I said, they're buying up that land. The 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 carbon credit schemes twenty five years. Yeah. So, I imagine in that time there'll be like the referendum. Australia becomes independent. Crown land becomes available. At the end of that 25 years, once the scheme's finished, then pe- that land will they'll be effectively just be... You can do, I assume, whatever you want with it after that. Because um, there's no restrictions on it. Because there's no... Land ownership. That's going to be exactly. funny in the future as well, <laughs> isn't it? So I think... Um, and uh, yeah, I mean... That's another thing that they were saying in the seminar. It's not going to be about ownership, this new this new system. It's not going to be about ownership. It's going to be about instant access. <coughs> instant access. So rather than you owning a house, you, it'll be more maybe more of like an Airbnb setup where you just like pay rent. Yeah. You can stay here, then you can move somewhere else. I mean, they're talking about um, these 10-minute cities as well. Yeah, so it's already happened in England, yeah, Oxford. And I think um, these big planter boxes on the road. And, um, yeah, so I think you know you you probably won't own a house. I don't know if they're going to mean that people are going to have to stay within those areas, or they might be able to move. They'd just get fined if they go out of those areas at the moment. Is yeah, that, I that, mean it could change. Is that what happens? They get yeah, fined. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, they only have a certain amount of times per year they can go out of that zone i think yeah so what so that's already happening yeah yeah um england yeah right um they're talking about it here as well um my mum said that they were introducing it to baronia that baronia was going to be the first suburb they're going to trial it there there we go 
Yeah, I've, I've seen something on a Victorian website um, talking about smart 15-minute cities, I think. I think it was 15-minute cities. It was something of that ilk. Yeah, mm. yeah I think um, the kind of feudalistic system could be on the cards, you know, government ownership, property, and it's like that could be bad. You know, like um, it just reminded me of the... You know the I think it's called Zeitgeist and the Venus Project. You know, like those <laughs> yeah, there's old, old school. Yeah. Pretty much, um, which I think that that was pretty much the idea behind those things, wasn't it? it was kind of having like this system where they just had cities set up where people weren't working, but they could um, have access to that libraries. Venus Project thing. Yeah, yeah I remember it was that. Basically, people doing creative, artistic stuff. You know, learning, gaining knowledge. Yeah, I think they were calling it a resource-based economy or something. Yeah, it all sounded good, but I think, yeah, I'm not sure if... Well, it never really took off, did it? But um, Well, maybe it's taking off now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's just... um, Maybe that's what this is. Whether it works and whether... If if that sort of system takes... Needs control for it to be successful and... um, you know, top-down control or will the free market system work better? It's a big question. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we might not own nothing and um, might not be happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or we'll own, we'll own it, nothing and be happy. Don't know which way it will go. <laughs> well, you know what they say, you can come into the world with nothing, you leave with nothing, so... Easy come, easy go. Yeah. <laughs> nice man. How long? How long do you reckon we've gone? About an hour or something. Uh, yeah, about that. Um, okay. What is the end game for your life? Where do you want? To, where do you want to be five years from now? And what are your investing goals, if you have any? Uh, five years from now, I would. Uh, I would like to have these ideas that I have are in play. Um, so building, building on businesses that have been set up and having, having it functional and having it supporting the community, supporting society, supporting the individuals, which would be necessary to do those other things. Uh, and I guess creating fulfillment. And hopefully all of those things create a profitable business. Um, And then being able to take that internationally. Um, But yeah, at the moment, starting locally, starting small. Uh, So that would be the five-year, the five-year plan. Have, have... It's a good goal, man. Sounds good. Having those businesses set up and working together. Get the skills together, get the ball rolling, mm. and take that leap eventually into something. <laughs> That's it. What about you? But um, what is the the end game? Oh well, I mean that's a that's a big question. What's the end game for your life? Um, yeah, is that the term you, end game? Where yeah, do you want to be five <laughs> years from now? Similar to you, I guess. Um, I definitely do not want to be working for someone. As an employee, I want to be um, 
on my own terms. Um, yeah, whether that be through multiple sort of ventures or income streams, um, doesn't really matter. Um, just want to get, start that income rolling and then, you know, then kind of from there branch out into other things I'm, you know, possibly more passionate about or, um, interested in. And, um, yeah, keep learning about, um, economics and finance, investing and everything. Um, yeah, so on that path and not working for someone, hopefully, you know, um, traveling more, hopefully I can get to a point in my life where I can, um, really like be creative again, make some art, some music and stuff, um, kind of be more free to do that than what it was in the past, hopefully. Hopefully have a studio one day. You never know, like a proper studio. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's my um, that's my goals. It's going to be interesting in the next five years. Um, it's going to be lots of changes, I think. So I want to be on, you know, top of all that. Um, I think I've laid a good foundation, so... Um, I just, I just got to, um, get out of what I, yeah, geographically don't want want to be right now and just start moving forward. So, yeah. I like it. You did say not working for someone twice. So I think you really don't really want to work for someone, <laughs> yeah. man. I've been like that since I was 18. So. <laughs> I like it's, it. It's, uh, 20 years of, um, suffering. But uh, it's given you the opportunity to be here today doing this. So Still alive. Yeah. I think uh, <laughs> being artistic and creative is a big thing for you. It is for me as well. But uh, I know you sort of lost the uh, inspiration over the last couple of years. So mm. for you to get that back would be good to see. Yeah. I mean, the inspiration is kind of just been put away for a bit. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's always there. Sleeping giant. It's, yeah, dormant. <laughs> I like it. Awesome, man. Um, what do you want to achieve in the next week? In the next week? Uh, so I've had the last few weeks off. So all the courses and stuff that I've been doing sort of took a break over the, the Easter break. Uh, just took time to settle down, try and get in touch with what I need to do. And, uh, so yeah, starting tomorrow, be back, back at it, you know, um, tomorrow morning, back at work this week, (laughs) back at the gym, gym and then work, uh, gym and work then dancing. So just, just pick up where I left off, just get the ball rolling, get things back in motion. Um, make sure that I meet all of the targets that I set myself in terms of what I need to get done and uh, yeah just sort of build up start building that momentum again 
Nice man. Hope we have time to do the washing in that as well, yeah? Washing's already been done, mate. I gotta do it after this, game. to be honest. <laughs> sheets are because sheets are on the bed. Because I hang my clothes on these microphone stands that we're talking into right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. why I put off the washing, funnily enough. Shun's gonna get it. Hey, a, maybe uh, I'll have enough money to have um clothes hangers one day. Well a I drying brought, rack. brought you one today, so you you've got you're one up. I mean <laughs> I mean, that was for another reason, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got to un- unclog the bathroom sink. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm similar, man. Just getting into next week. Um, try and maintain some energy after work to do some stuff. Um, be productive. Get these courses into these courses a bit, hopefully. But it's hard. It's hard after work. I got to um, I got to really be disciplined. So, yeah, cool, man. Um, any questions you'd like to pose to the audience for any feedback? Yeah, I mean, this is an interesting one because I don't know if we, <laughs> if we have any or, any audience members, but if there is anyone will, out there listening will. to this, uh, <laughs> I guess it would be um, what, what brought you here? Why are you listening? Um, if you're still listening why are you still listening uh it just not not uh don't mean like a genuine in genuine way like you know what is it that um that sparked your interest um was there something that you liked or you don't like um that we said and if you're still listening you're probably a like-minded person yeah and uh possibly on the same path yeah, and uh, if you want to hear more, let us know. That's it. Yeah, drop a comment. What about you? Um, Any questions? Get this out on the video sharing platforms. So you can comment on that. Um, questions. Um, uh, just like let us know if you're in in similar position, and um, if you have any, if we're doing, if we're doing anything wrong, or give us some advice. You know, some um, feedback and advice. Can you hear us? Yeah. Just, just say hi. You can if you can hear us. <laughs> but um, are we doing the right things? Are we, you know? I mean, we, we have jobs. That's a, that's a good, you know. But to We're take this next step, are we doing the right things? <laughs> and uh, and um, if you have, you know, feedback on co- uh, any ideas about different courses that you'd like to um, recommend or that you've had success in, because that's what's cool about this this whole digital age as well like you know these courses are good value for money i think you know when considering university i paid like three thousand six hundred bucks for a semester of university and it's like yeah i don't know i don't know if it was worth three thousand six hundred bucks to be honest um to get people to pretty much mark assignments so yeah, you know, are there any courses that you that you're interested in that you're curious about that uh, you know you either don't have the time or the or the funds to get into? You know, tell us tell us what you're um, curious about, and um, maybe let us know a, maybe why. Maybe there's a gap in the market there for a new course, a mm-hmm. niche niche course. <laughs> awesome, man. All right, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks for coming on, and we'll um, talk next week. If we're here next week, if not the week after. Sounds good. <laughs> so, man, thanks. thanks.